Signals from Mars rocks, man. Get your signals from Mars from the Engineered Society Project. Welcome one and all to episode 345 of Signals from Mars. I'm your host, Victor. And for this episode, we have three of the four members of ESP, Engineered Society Project, joining us. We have Tim, the bass player, Jojo, the guitarist, and we have Chris on lead vocals. We'll get down with everything that they have going on next. I'm ready. Let's do it. The interview is coming up at the five-minute mark. In the meantime, I just want to keep you guys up to date with everything Signals from Mars related. Remember that you can go to SignalsFromMars.com to keep up with all the latest episodes. You could watch the video version of this specific interview there as well. You can also listen to other episodes of the show. You can also find places where you can subscribe to the podcast or the live stream, whichever you so choose to do. You can subscribe to both if you want to throw us an extra bone there. <laughs> and um, also uh, remember that there are links to the Patreon there. You can get into Patreon for as little as two bucks a month. You get everything from video content every day, at least three videos a day. You get my Victor M. Ruiz podcast, which is... Usually once a week. This week you get it twice, only because my life was just chaos last week and I couldn't get one of those episodes up there. Um, you also get into any of the hour zero shows that we do, or hour one. Jeez, I'm screwing that up with the Scorpions album. And uh, you also get to vote or take part in the Patreon specials or patron specials, I should say. I'm fumbling my words today. I apologize. And with that, if you don't know what that's all about, we're going to be doing a special on 1985 later this month. You submit your top 10 albums from 1985 based on where they're on your list. They get assigned a specific amount of points. And then we tally all those points up with everyone else's votes. And we do a cool show where we discuss what everyone has voted on. So it will be a ton of fun. Patreon in general, the group that I have there is a troll-free environment. Uh, to be honest, it helps me do the live streaming. Uh, it helps me pay for that stuff, helps me pay for other stuff that's podcast-related. Um, so if you think that what I do here is cool and want to help out, sign up to Patreon for a month. If you don't like it, just hop on off. You can do so for as little as two bucks. And depending on uh, whether you want to pick up merch or anything like that, you can choose to uh, uh, you can choose a different tier. How about that? Real quickly, I do want to send a shout out to all of my patrons uh, for all of their support. And look, I understand that not everyone can go to Patreon and support us that way. Like, share, subs- like, share, and have your friends subscribe to us. That's that's what you can do 
to help us out uh, in the meantime. So anyway, let me uh, give a quick shout out to everyone here uh, in order of people signing up. We have Sean Richmond in the UK. We have Chris from Dustbook Geek Podcast. We have Tony Espin in Barcelona, Spain. Gene Eugene DX in Canada. We have Anthony Mackey in Ireland, Ed the Shred Ferguson in Kentucky, Johan in Sweden, Metal Dan out in California. We have Jose in Connecticut, Chris from the Song Swap Showdown podcast. We have the Metal Dentist Gabriel in New Jersey. We have Mr. Yarg Metal himself, Brad Dahl. We have Mike Jones in New Jersey as well. Mr. Patrons pick Jeremy Weltman in the UK. We'll be doing a special on albums released in April shortly. Steve Hoker in New Jersey and Steven Saylor in Pennsylvania. Here we go, folks. Joining me today from Engineered Society Project, ESP, we have Tim, Jojo, and Chris. How are you guys doing? Awesome. What's going on? Cool. So you guys just released an EP called My TV. Correct. It is yeah. a, uh, a combo of both new stuff and stuff you guys had done in the past, but with Chris on vocals now. Yep, yeah, just one song. Just one song. Digital Soldiers we originally did with Vinny and Tim right. Ripper, but we went ahead and because the song has gotten such a, so much attention, we went ahead and added it to this record with Chris picking up the uh, uh, vocals on it. So, okay. And and for you, Chris, to add your kind of style to this, were you comfortable doing that? I mean, you were probably doing this song live anyway, so. Yeah. We, we've actually played a couple shows live, but I actually am a fan of the song, too. I think it's a great song. Oh, okay, cool. So there was no hesitation on your part to... Not at all. Actually, right now, if um, you look at some of the platforms we're on on the, um, the internet, it's at, the Digital Soldiers is actually getting a lot of uh, support, so I think it was a good decision. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, R right away is being a... Uh... A wannabe drummer myself, hearing Vinny play on that. I mean, you can tell oh, yeah. uh, Vinny's signature style. It's it's funny because a lot of people point towards when they talk about stoner rock or stoner metal or whatever, they always bring up the original Black Sabbath. And a lot of times I say, you know what? Vinny actually has a lot to do with that too because a lot of that slower, dirgy stuff, he's got a certain feel with what he did in Sabbath and then in Dio that I think a lot of people pick up on that as well oh yeah yeah most definitely we just played with them at um the whiskey a go-go and it's just you know it's definitely one of it's one of tim's favorite bands I, I completely respect and i think they're really a great band in the business yeah for for you tim to play along with uh with Vinny, i mean i'm assuming that you know, you probably have some sort of influence from either Jimmy Baines playing or even Geezer Butler's playing. What's it like to record with Vinny? Well, it was everything you could ever dream. Uh, I, Vinny and I had crossed paths back in the 70s when he played in Axis with some friends of mine. Okay. So I was very accustomed to Vinny's playing. 
Uh, I was always a big fan. And so uh, it was just the natural thing for me to want to do this uh, song with Vinny. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was incredible. He's a, he's a hell of a class gentleman. And in my opinion, one of the best drummers on the planet. And uh, thanks to our friends at Total Access, they were able to put a deal together. We could all do the record together. And it was just an incredible experience. That's awesome. Now, when you recorded with Vinny and with Ripper, did you know that that was only going to be a one-time deal um, with them? Or had you hoped to work with them with later? No. We knew from the beginning, uh, okay. we had some other guys that, that we wanted to bring in the studio and, and they had some uh, other commitments and things. And so Jojo and I decided, you know, along with Wynn Davis, and I, I have to tell you, Wynn Davis and Steve Ornest at Total Access was huge in helping us get this done. You know, Wynn had worked with Vinny and Dio through the years and Dawkins and everybody. And mm. Steve was a, almost like a fourth member of the band for us because he's been such a great help. So I just have to say that through their help and connections and things like that, we were able to put a deal together for them to do the record and they graciously accepted phenomenal to work with. And I was just, you know, it's like a, a dream come true to work with these guys because they're, they're really some of the best there is. And so it, it worked out well. Okay. And now what time do you guys start to think about working with Chris? Uh, did you know Chris beforehand? Uh, were there feelers put out there for, you know, or any type of auditions? How, how did you first get in touch and decide that he was going to be the one to uh, take over? Oh, man. I mean, yeah, there was plenty of other singers that really wanted to join, but um, it really was a process of just eliminating. And I didn't know who Chris was at first. And uh, I started doing some digging and I found a lot of stuff on him. I'm like, man, this guy, he, he's... There was something about his singing. The soulful part is really what got my attention. And then I heard other stuff where he was bringing in a lot of clarity and then he would get kind of dirty with his vocals and also his pedigree, where he came from, like Blind Justice and um, Gargantua. Like, I had no idea that those bands existed. So when I listened to them, listened to a lot of them, I'm like, man, this stuff is killer. It's like, this guy has a lot of experience and I, I really like the creativity that he has you know, jumping genres and whatnot. So I thought that it would be a good fit to have someone with that creative element to join us and really evolve, you know, and not just stick with one specific genre and just see what can we create mm. as, as musicians and just vibe with each other. And that, and I'm really digging what's coming out. You know, it's really cool. Okay. Chris, from your side of, of things, how did you, um approach this uh what was your initial thought when this whole process started about you maybe becoming part of esp it was an adventure and a journey and and now that i'm here you know i came from portland oregon and now that i'm here in houston texas with my which turning into sort of a brotherhood as i reflect back on the process of it and like where we are right now, um, we're an American band. We're an American band. You know, we're starting together. We want to make music and we want to do live shows and we have a good time. But also when I looked at, when I first looked at the band, I saw some consciousness. I saw some looking at what's happening in society today. And I think what I'm bringing into it 
is sort of, I'm seeing, I have the same sort of view that sort of looking at in the city tonight, you know, it's one of their songs and they're looking at things and how um, society's happening. I'm bringing sort of transcendence to it. Mm -hmm. I'm bringing something um, where it's like mystic and like Jojo said, creative. And I think those are the three walls that we come in with. And the fourth wall is an open-ended wall. Like we're starting to write some new stuff as our new stuff is out there, you know, becoming what a band should be, a songwriting machine. And there's an open wall, mm -hmm. which I think is the really, the thing you want when you're in a band is you want people you work with to have an open-ended sort of future where you become a songwriting machine. Yeah. It makes sense. I so, mean, uh, well, good. The, the journey was, was really interesting, you know, having me come in and audition and really <clears throat> the first audition when we were actually at Tim's house was really, you could, I, I could tell that we had good chemistry because that's really what you're looking for. You're looking for chemistry between your brothers. Cause really to me, a band is like a family. I was an orphan when I was little. And really when I get in a band, the band becomes sort of like family. And then the, the songs are like our children. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Makes, makes complete sense. And I mean, if, if you're not feeling something special, I mean, and, and let's, and let's be honest, there's so much music out there now that you can tell when you listen to it, it's um, like too homogenized. Like it's too, too perfect. Uh, <laughs> we are on the same go go Joe. We're well, on the see, same page with that. The thing about the EP is all those songs were basically written the first time we met. We only had a few hours and we were just kind of working yeah. on things. And so all those songs you hear were basically born in the audition. We just wow. um, basically recorded them pretty quickly. The whole process was not computerized and like you said just perfect this was 100 percent organic so putting it out there to see how people react to what we did just organically i think is what we're looking for and then after that we'll just see like damn i guess we really got something going and just keep going with it and right now we're uh, getting more hits than metallica our company we're on a uh, combat records mm -hmm. which is dave Ethelson's old label and mm -hmm. our company just got in touch with us and said, we're doing better on the charts than Metallica. So mm -hmm. what a privilege. And, and um, like I said, chemistry and the aspects um, that make us up, I think, like you said, are special. Because there is, me and you are on the same page with like what's happening. Like I hear a lot of music and it doesn't have what I am attracted to music in. It's, it's homogenized or over-processed or... Um, yeah. The feel is the feeling isn't there. Yeah. Yeah. One thing, one thing I think for sure we'll never be accused of, of, of putting it down perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It uh yeah. It was pretty well, I, I think some of the albums that we grew up listening to were like that. They they're full of mistakes yeah. and they're full of you know, things don't have to be spot on. I mean, I think a lot of real. Yeah, the feel, I mean, to me, and I had this discussion with somebody earlier this week. Um, I think a there's a lot to be said about music with feeling that doesn't have to have 50 million notes, that doesn't have to be an Olympic event to prove that, you know, you can play faster, <laughs> better, or whatever. You know, because a lot of that stuff, okay, that's cool. You can do that. But is, is this song going to get stuck in my head for the next 
three weeks, you know? A lot of that. Two examples I have are uh, an album or a song called Doolin Dalton by the Eagles. When it first comes in, you can hear everybody in the studio. It's like somebody goes, hey, 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 and they left it because yeah. they wanted you to be in the experience. They wanted you to be in the studio with them. They didn't want this wall between you. And the other example I have is Jimi Hendrix burning his guitar. Mm -hmm. You know, when you were there, it's probably a little off key. It's this weird guy wearing a gypsy outfit, but there is spirit, there is soul. And that's really what you want at the end of the day to give to people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Why did you guys decide to just go with an EP for, for my TV? Was it that you guys just wanted to get the music you were working on with Chris out there? Um, you know, cause you guys were so excited about it or was it, was that the plan all along was, okay, let's just get a few songs out there and just kind of work from there. It was the plan all along. We had taken the tack on the last EP digital soldiers EP to do five or you know six or seven at a time. Part of that is budget because right. uh, when we recorded total access, you are recording at a world-class, you know, facility. And so this was pretty much financed by my record company. And so it was a budget issue. It was a timing issue. Uh, thanks to Chris, we were able to meet uh, Christian Opus Lawrence and was able to put uh, a deal together with him. And so we felt like it made more sense to get something out now as opposed to working you know, another month or two on, a, on so many more songs. And mm -hmm. so we, we went that uh, path and um, we were pleasantly surprised with the outcome. And that's Christian Lawrence. And that's a company called My Snap Music. Yeah. And um, for me, I, 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 me and Tim were talking, because really, like I said, one of the first walls of our organization, uh, we're, an Amer we're an American band. I'm just talking about that song. We want to get out and play. We love to be on stage. And uh, when I first met Jojo, man, he's such a quiet, humble guy. But then you see him on stage and he's just a beast. So we want to get on stage. We're rock and rollers. We want to get on stage. And so me and Tim, we started uh, talking about booking the band. And I got in touch with my buddy Christian. And I said I was going to pick his brain about, you know, getting some good, you know, tours, getting on some good tours. And then he heard Digital Soldiers and he was like, holy cow. So really, I wasn't because Christian, is uh, he was in a band with me uh, a while ago. I wasn't planning on getting any more involved with him. But he actually heard our stuff and that sort of comments too on sort of digital soldiers. He heard what we were doing and he was like, wow, I actually want to work with you guys. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And you guys brought up combat before. Um, that's such a legendary label, um, especially from, from back in the eighties, from the beginnings of Megadeth and other bands that were coming out at that time. What does it mean for you guys to have this go out on combat? It's, uh, I mean, for me, it's a shock. It's still hard to believe. <laughs> so I'm just kind of going with the flow at the moment and just taking it all in. Cause this will be the first time I think I've ever been a part of a label that large. So I guess from a musician's point of view, it's just trying to stay humble about it and just kind of just work with it and just take things as they come. 
instead of getting too stoked about it, because I know for I'll do that and, and just lose my mind and like we'll just need to pace it down a bit. Yeah, I think it's safe to say it's it's something a lot more than we ever expected, and we are just blown away by all of the hard work and effort, the mind snap people, the combat people that everybody's doing for us, and it's like I've never been in that situation before. And we're just very uh, humbled and honored to be a part of what they're doing. The distribution company um, for Combat Records now is Avon Artists, which is Larry Touring. And um, I, had, I had the privilege to meet him. And uh, he is like a brother. And that's the thing, though, too. It's the same thing as the band. You you get fortunate when you're with people and they actually become like brothers or family. So. I think that's the thing where you cross your fingers where all along the way, um, everybody sort of has um, a connection compared to it just being, you know, informal. Right, right, right. Yeah, just being. You know, I think one of the things is when I look back, because I've been in the band since the beginning, I uh, came up with a concept and band when I was in the Middle East in Jerusalem. And so I figured that, you know, we had to do something different then just stay in the Houston market. It hasn't very been all that great for us. So coming to California, you know, building a relationship with Wynn and Steve, and if there's a progression here, it didn't all happen overnight. And now that I look back over three records and all the people that's been involved and all the help and everything that we've got, it's, it's just amazing that these people would help us. And uh, uh, it's, it's just more than I ever dreamed. Okay. And you mentioned that you guys are working on more material currently. Uh, will the next step of the band be completely different music? Do you plan on uh, using some of the songs off of the EP with the full length album? What, what plans do you have in store for that? What I think we're going to do is we're going to, be somewhat similar to my TV and somewhat similar to the digital soldier. We're looking for a balance. Okay. Uh, you know, we're looking, cause I'm old school. I'm older than these guys. Right. <laughs> and so one of the things that we're trying to do is have music with a groove and vocals that attract both uh, ladies and gentlemen. And so, and, and whatever else will come. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're trying to be a, uh, a band that, that offers a little bit of something to a, a wider audience. And what we're really selling is an experience. You know, you come see this band. We're going to sing and do talk about things that matter. Uh, we're way too old to chase young girls and things like that. And we don't really do drugs and stuff. So we're all about what's happening today and, and people should take notice uh, there's a lot of things going on that should people should think about it. And what our music is about is a reflection of what's going on today and how we want to connect with people. Okay. As far as um, uh, you're currently recording that stuff, you guys are just working on the tracks as we speak. There are ideas that are coming up right now. They're, they're sort of like ideas on the table and really we wanted to get out and, and really we didn't rush anything, but we literally have these set, have these six songs now so we can get out here get some shows on really form as a band. But right now 
we're going to make some music together and we're going to basically really have take the time to really take advantage of the, our meeting and, and take advantage of our talents and put them on the table. Like I said, it's like a house. It's like coming in. We're an American band. Then, then ESP, Engineer Society Project, had sort of consciousness. I bring mysticism, transcendence. And now there's an open wall, which we're going to build together, where we're going to get together. And now I get rushed, but the last ones, I think we're really we're going to have a little more time because we're playing some gigs. We're even talking about going to Europe. We're going to go back east. We want to get on stage right now. You know, really, we want to have these songs that rap, that are getting out there, they're getting good response. We want to get out and play for people. So as that process happens, we're going to also be creating at the same time. But That's really take, taking our, our time and, you know, making it us, becoming us, you know. Okay. So, so you guys intend on writing the entire time or do you intend on kind of getting together after you guys are done doing shows to kind of formalize and finalize all the songs? The entire time. Yeah, the entire really time. we do. Okay. Yeah. It's just constantly ideas getting thrown here and there. So, like you said, we're a songwriting machine, so that, that's all we know, you know, so it's not, I mean, performing is just a completely different thing, you know, yeah. definitely. Mm -hmm. But the creative process, I think, with recording and writing songs is very much important, and that's separate from what we do live. I mean, I know how to compartmentalize the difference, but yeah. okay. I think we all do. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything that you guys want to do with some of the new material that maybe you haven't done in the past? Any ideas of, I don't know, uh, infusing some influences that maybe you haven't used in the past within the band or maybe using different gear that you've wanted to use in the past but maybe haven't found a place where to use it? Uh, yeah, actually, we're, we're there's a song um, called Galaxy that we're working on and it's in an odd time signature it's five four and okay. uh, i've never really done anything like this before usually we'll do some waltz you know the one two three or one two three four five six or your typical four fours but five four is a, it's a different feel and i think this will break us out of our comfort zone and it'll still it sounds cool i i think it's good you know but i think that's the main thing that we're going to be doing that's completely different has more of a progressive feel to it. Right. But the song, the song structure itself won't be super progressive. It's just the time signature that gives it yeah. a different. I think the combination of Chris, Jojo, and I, and Sean, Sean's a fantastic drummer. He was in Cirque Soleil for a number of years and stuff. The chemistry that's between us brings a different type of music. And one of the things that we're, one of the reasons why we're out here on the road right now is we want to play it for people to get a response. Obviously, we like it because we wrote it, but that doesn't count for anything, you know. We have to go out and get the response from people. And, and so, you know, we just came 2,000 miles on our bus, and we're playing tonight. And, you know, we hope to get a great response. You know, we hope we don't have to pull out the chicken wire from under the bus and stretch it in front of us. <laughs> rolling, 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 keep them doggies rolling real high. Yeah, so it's like we're just, uh, we're prepared for anything. But it's for me personally, and I'll just speak for me, uh, we do what we do. Yeah. And we try to be the best that we can be 
And we hope that that instills some type of inspiration in somebody else. Definitely. See, I, I want a good response, but at the end of the day, I don't mind uh, pulling out, stand by your man. Yeah. Like the Blues Brothers did. You know, <laughs> yeah, they yeah, start yeah. throwing bottles. First <laughs> off, if they put the chain wire up and they start throwing bottles at us, I don't mind putting my arm over Ju- uh, Jojo the gun. Stand by your man. Barrel, barrel down just <laughs> like your heart is breaking. No, we're not I don't that. mind doing it. You know, I have a banjo in the back. So if we're bombing, oh, you know, the Blues Brothers were the, were the blueprint. You know, we got to do what we got to do wherever we are. <laughs> I bet you wasn't ready for that. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Uh, let's hope that this doesn't influence people after watching or listening <laughs> to the interview to say, hey, we're going to go see ESP just because we want to hear them bust out rawhide and start throwing bottles rawhide. of beer out of them. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. So far, the initial, you know, we played at the whiskey in, in Hollywood, and the, the response has been phenomenal. And so we're excited about it. Uh, we, we sometimes just have to say, wow, we're going to pinch myself because I keep, you know, you keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. But, it, you know, things are going well, and, and we're very thankful the good Lord's taking care of us, and, and the music's going well. And so we're, we're very blessed. And, the, and we actually just uh, got out of practice and um, we're working on vocalizing together. And I really love that. You know, when I'm in the studio, I love harmonizing with myself, but there's nothing like harmonizing with other musicians. So you know, that's other things we want to bring to the table is maybe some, you know, some, some harmonies and definitely to our live show. We think that, you know, it's a high level, makes it more of a high level show. Okay. Where are you guys going after the whiskey? Where's where the uh, dates going to be? Well, we're doing four dates in California. Okay. And we're doing a couple of dates in Texas. And our agent is looking for us to go to the East Coast, New York City. Okay. And hopefully there's discussions about us going to Europe. Okay, cool. I don't know where we are on that. <laughs> I just keep saying, oh, my God, here we go. Okay. They'll probably send us to uh, like Ukraine or somewhere. <laughs> Afghanistan. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that, then at that point, the, the uh, Blues Brothers setup will be the least of your problem. Heck yeah. No, no, no. no. But I'm saying that's what we got to pull out. We'll be having to do Afghani music or something. Whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, don't shoot. <laughs> Uh, where do you want people to go to pick up the EP that ensures that gives you guys the most amount of money? Mind Snap Music. Mind Snap Music is the company that's taking care of everything for us right now. Please come to Engineered Society Rocks. That's our Facebook page. We also have a group. Once you, It's actually very important if you go to facebook.com slash Engineered Society Rocks. I have a link right there for our group because that that's allow us that allows us to get to more people. Um, but right now, Von Artist, which is our distribution, and Mind Snap Music, which is Combat Records, is is the best place, and we have our links on our Facebook. Yeah, I think Tower Records is one of the places too. That they're handling all that, thank God. Yeah, Tower Records, you can actually buy it. I mean, please yeah, you won't buy it. A hard copy. A CD. Yeah, I mean that's that's like a real. 
honor to us, you know, to buy a hard copy. So many people are on streaming and on the internet right now, but uh, to buy a hard copy is really help support local bands, man, support yeah. little metal bands, underdogs. Yeah, that's that's why I ask bands every interview, ask them about that, because I, I think it's important that people find out that if they if they really like a band, that they know where they can go and pick up the music to support you guys. Yeah, man, really, we're, we're very much in the street team. And just like I said, we're becoming a family, but we're looking for our society, man. We're looking for our digital soldiers. Yeah. And if you're out there, I'm going to say it right now, if you're out there, I already have a couple, man. Um, Buzz. Buzz is a digital soldier of mine who helps me out. Um, you know, you see the, the biggest people in the world get up. Gene Simmons, Kiss Army. You see people talk about it. If there wasn't the Kiss Army, there wouldn't be Kiss. So yeah. people who become part of the street team are very important to us. Cool. And the base, best place for people to uh, keep up with you guys is Facebook? Engineered Society Rocks, facebook.com slash engineered society rocks. Okay. And one thing I do want to bring up, Chris, is that I've interviewed a lot of people from the Northeast. And I often ask because, you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, the importance of the New England metal scene, New England hard rock scene. And I ask, what band should have made should have made it out of that scene that didn't or which band should have been bigger that wasn't and nine huh. times out of ten it's always gargantuan soul huh yeah gargantuan soul i mean well what a fun trip man and and, and that's why i said that you know i'm back with opus and yeah. uh to have to be back with my g soul brother we actually just did a um he had me do sing on drive we actually re we just redid drive for he put out he's putting out um a cover he covered like a bunch of 80 songs okay. and he uh we actually covered a drive what a special time in my life and, and what a magic time in my life and that's the whole thing too is that that was the same thing as tim's talking about and that's the reason i'm here is because when we got in that room and esp um rehearsed and all of a sudden we have songs that's the same type of magic thing that was happening with Gargantua Soul. And I look forward to the same trip with my ESP brothers because you need that, man. You need that chemistry because that's why I'm not, you know, working at a day job that I don't like. This is why I do this is because yeah. this is what this is my passion. Like I said, this is a family and the songs become your children. We just we did a, the, the cover song we did for uh, G Soul is called Drive. And that's one of my children. And when your children reach out and they branch out to other people, just like going to concerts and there's 10,000 people singing your songs, we actually were just talking about this. It's literally incredible. What else is there in life? You know, I sat and I wrote something. I wrote my blood on a piece of paper and then it connects and relates to someone else. And then they're singing it. That's, the, that's what puts the cream in my coffee. And that's what, at the end of the day, is... Or sort of like Metallica, nothing else matters to me, really. Signals from Mars rocks, man. Get your signals from Mars from the Engineered Society Project. Ah! Thank you for listening.
listening to the Signals from Mars podcast. You can subscribe to the show on all your favorite podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and more. Go to SignalsFromMars.com for more information. This concludes our show. 